this week's all new episode of GameWare Express. Caught everyone off guard with that one. <laughs> I'm awake now. My name is Adam Arinder, and it is Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. You're listening to episode number 261. Renee Martin. Hey. It's almost September. Yeah. Remember when month. it was March? Like yesterday? Yeah, that was yesterday. We're like So flying. obviously today is September, you know, and then around noon it'll be December. Ooh, yes. Stephen Martin. Hey there. Praying for the cold. Yes, I love the cold. <laughs> Back from your winter retreat last week. <laughs> yeah, I left and went to the Antarctica. And I, there's no electricity there. So. Um, just turned around and came back? Yeah, it's too cold. <laughs> I love the heat. I love the 115 degree, 106 degree. Today was 89. Man, it's a cold front coming through yeah. for the past got two months. Got my winter clothes out. Yeah, I've got to break out the flannel. Neil Bonham rocking the flannel. Yep, it was cold. <laughs> what? It was. <laughs> we, we're, oh no! We're all we're all dying of heat exhaustion. Yeah, basically. I actually went out to eat this past Saturday, and they sat us outside. Oh no! It was so bad, y'all. I was starting to get a little dazed and like sparkly, and like it was like in a video game where you could like see the black like starting to creep in from the corners, but I had to like blink and be like say something to my friends to like help keep me on track because oh, man. God, it was it's, so bad. It's just miserable. It's so humid down here. Yeah. You, it's just suffocating when you walk outside. I brought a fan too, and I was trying to fan myself, and it did nothing. <laughs> if just, anything, it made it worse. Because now you're exercising. Like yes! You're expelling energy. It's just like convection heat at that point. It was. <laughs> I was baking. I was in an oven, and I wasn't having a good time. <laughs> so, well, let's have a good time tonight on Gameware Express, Baton Rouge's longest running video game podcast. Did you know that, Neil? Uh, I think so. Well, now you know so. I actually, is... <laughs> uh, I have another podcast that I do alone, and oh. it's one year older than this one. Oh, wow. no. Just, I didn't want to tell anyone until now. I got fact-checked. Mm, sorry. Now I never will know what to do with myself. Mm. Uh, John Michael is out this week <laughs> dealing with his own fun adventure, so hopefully he'll be back next week, four of us tonight. Uh, kick things off with our intro round. Again, tying it into what we've been playing, so we're spoiling oh. that a little bit, but... As someone who grew up watching and loving Power Rangers, who is celebrating its 30th anniversary, by the way, this year, I got obsessed with giant robots fighting things, either other giant robots or giant monsters. So I'm just curious, out of all the games that have come out featuring giant robots, which one is your favorite? Oh. I know what I know what Renee's favorite is. I think I do. I think I do too. So it give like it up. A, a sort of like kaiju, right? Like a yeah, like a kaiju. Sure, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's giant also robot. robots. Well, robots. but a ro- can a kaiju be a giant robot, or does it have to be a monster? I, I feel always... like it's perceived as a monster. Well, a robot mm-hmm. could be a monster. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We're all the monsters. We are the monsters. That's true. He's Humanity the <laughs> is the monster. I mean, self-reflection. I guess Mechagodzilla is considered a kaiju. Yeah. And yeah. a robot. Okay. And a robot. Okay. That's so, fair. So th- those rules do apply. Okay. We will we will preface that here. So favorite, favorite game. Here's yes. mine. It's 13 Sentinels. Booyah. Ding. This is where we play <laughs> the 13 Sentinels music in the background. Ooh, dude. Talk about. 
You know, we、uh, while we were in Japan. In fact, one of the main reasons we went to Japan,、uh, the deciding factor, the reason we went <laughs> was for a Vanillaware concert. Like, oh wow, like an orchestrated concert that was held in Tokyo. And a friend of mine got us tickets, and we went and had lunch with her, and then we went to this concert, and it was amazing.、Um, It was. It's kind of.、Uh, it's kind of tough、uh, going to a thing like that, wearing a mask, wherever it's really hot, you know,、mm-hmm. like in the building, it's like really warm. And then I start crying because the music is so moving and so good. They started off with an Odin Sphere like melody, Ooh, like a、okay. little thing. Yeah, it was just. It was real good. And then they played、um, a Dragon's Crown, like. Yes. Like, Um, medley. Medley. That's the word, not melody. melody. It is a melody. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. And then they played all of Thirteen Sentinels music, and it has incredible music. And、um, there's specifically, I. Are y'all gonna play this game? I own it. I will get to it. I've been eventually. playing it. Not recently. Yeah. Well, it's and it's not really a spoiler because you knew about this. But there's this one part where.、Um, Kind of the、uh, person I would say that's been like guiding you throughout a lot of these like battles.、Um, like she is about to kind of be like sunset. Like she's about to、mm-hmm. leave for several hours until she can like be restarted. Kind of, and she's a pop star, so、mm-hmm. everybody knows her music. And she's like, I feel so bad. The only thing I can do for you to like help cheer you all on is to sing for you. So、okay. I'm going to sing, and then once you know everything cuts out, you won't be able to hear my voice anymore. So during half of this like super intense fight,、um, she's singing, and it's really nice. And then her song cuts out, and you're like, "No, she's not with us anymore." And it's just, it's just really moving, and like you feel very alone. Oh wow! Because、like, it's just a bunch of kids and robots、sure. fighting these super scary. Kaiju. So, ah, <laughs>、yeah. Uh, yeah. That they did that song with、um, the woman who like sings it, and、mm-hmm. it was just、oh, great. It was great, you guys. <laughs> the main thing that I do want to play this game, mostly、mm-hmm. because of your passion for what we've talked about it previously on the show. Also, it involves giant robots fighting giant things, which that's fun. Is、yeah. right up my alley. So, Thirteen Sentinels. All right. Incredible game. I want to know what you think my answer was going to be because you said before we started、mm-hmm. that you thought I would have an answer. Yeah, and I do, but、uh-huh. I don't think you know what I'm going to say. No, because、okay. we've Prob- never talked about. Okay,、it. then yeah, that's why I'm. I figured you had an answer from somewhere from the past, just from your experience、uh, yeah. and knowledge. But a, a more recent guess would have been for me would have been Titanfall Two. The Titanfall Two is very good. I、um, wonder if we have the same answer. Pro- I don't know. I, I can tell you that when I was a kid, I was mostly P- into PC games,、mm-hmm. and the, in the early '90s,、um, a lot of fighting games as well. You were at the arcade, you were playing, you know, Mortal Kombat. You're playing anything you can get your hands on. When you go to like the PC game store, because、sure. that was a thing you would do, you pretty much just buy anything that looked cool. <laughs> and there was a fighting, and there there weren't a lot of fighting games to play at home, except、mm-hmm. for like a, a Mortal Kombat one. Arcade port, but there was a fighting game on PC in the early '90s called One Must Fall 2097, and it is a game where you pilot giant robots fighting each other. But what's interesting about this game was that you had to pick your pilot, and then you had to pick your robot. So、Whoa. there were like different combinations of what was going on in the game, and it's actually a really good fighting game.、Uh, it eventually got a sequel like seven or eight years later, but it wasn't good. The sequel was really bad. 
Um, but yeah, one must fall. I, and I love Titanfall 2. That's probably a better game. Mm-hmm. But I probably spent more time in my life playing One Must Fall 2097 <laughs> more than Titanfall 2. Because Titanfall 2 was like, I, I blasted through that in the yeah. weekend, you know. It's a short campaign, but it's a fantastic, fantastic first-person shooter campaign. Yeah. It's really good. It, it isn't my answer, but it's like almost my answer, too. I've never heard you mention this game before, ever. I, you know, I've never talked to anyone about One Must Fall 2019. <laughs> he Googled most obscure robot game yeah, as we were talking. You can look it up. Is it not a <laughs> no, game? I, no, I know. Yeah, I have, I have it pulled up right wacky here. Wacky cover art. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's a fun <laughs> fighting game. Nice. It's not where I thought you were going, but then when you said 90s, I knew oh. it wasn't going to be what I was thinking. Yeah. But a fighting game. But mm-hmm. Yeah. So my answer, I'm going to switch it up because mine was a fighting game as well. I was going to say virtual on. Yeah, you know, Virtual On's really cool. I, I never really, I've never really played it. But at all. Um, I, I loved it back in the Dreamcast. But I guess just for, you know, genre mm-hmm. changing it up. Um, also on the Dreamcast, Bang IO. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you love Bang IO. So that is a mech game that I love. And it is very obscure and very weird. And so the game, the, the one on Dreamcast was like literally translated from Japanese into English. So, like, punctuation, capitalization, all of it's, like, really fucked up (laughs) and, uh, like, doesn't make any sense. And then, like, all kinds of characters, like, you learn, like, like, the boss fights are, like, his PE teacher, but it's all, like, giant mech robot fights. And it's, like, (laughs) not 2D platforming, but, like, 2D side-scrolling, like, those Mm -hmm. games, but, you know, up, down, left, right, all over the place. And it's just, like, really challenging, lots of, like missile combos like in the hundreds and thousands and stuff like that so <laughs> did you ever beat it yes um, well uh, it's a little weird the dreamcast version is like near impossible mm-hmm. to where like one of the like unless you're just a goddamn expert at that game yeah, I, like I don't think you can really like beat it but you can if you like cheat and so that's the only way I've actually beaten it. But That's fair. I mean, the only yeah. way I've beaten Kirby's Pinball is because of, like, a cheat to be able to just fight all of the bosses back-to-back and then fight DDD. Yeah, so and, like, in this it's game, it's, it's fine. you can play the entire game, and then just at the end, you put in your initials as, like, hamster, hamster, hamster. <laughs> and it gives you this, like, ability where your missiles and stuff just automatically fly out. Like, you don't even have to, like, press an attack button. Or Hell, anything. yeah. So it's just, like, full powerful missiles and, yeah. Showing some like screenshots of One Must Fall. Look at that! It's like this cool anime look to it. That does look really cool. I'm surprised that that got localized. It seems like games like that don't get localized, so that's cool. I think it's actually U.S. developed. I want to say what? (laughs) No, I don't know. Now I'm curious. Is it the prequel to Devil May Cry when they were trying to figure out who it would be crying? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was developed by Diversions Entertainment. Oh, Boomst. Yeah, who is that? They're defunct now. What else have they made? Uh, that's it. <laughs> well, that explains it. <laughs> it's literally, so their Wikipedia says one game. Well. One Must Fall 97. Well, well I no. didn't know there was a pre, there's One Must Fall. It was an autobiography. There, I thought One Must Fall 2097 <laughs> was the first one. That's the sequel. Your whole life has been a lie. I, I can't even come to grips with this <laughs> new information I have. Mine, I guess, was kind of a giveaway. Um, well, Titanfall 2 is excellent. I played so much with all my Sega Genesis of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, the game, which just played through the Power Rangers movie, but also added in some other stuff, like episodes from the TV show. 
But there are various levels where you got to be the Megazord and fight the giant robots. Ooh. And those are always fun because... I've never played one Power Rangers game, and it was on Super Nintendo, but I don't recall it being the movie game. They, on the Super Nintendo one, it was just like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yeah. and it was just more of the generic kind of stuff from the show. And there's also the fighting game on Super Nintendo. Yeah, it wasn't that. This was like a mm-hmm. 2D beat-em-up. Yeah. There's also uh, a Sega CD game... That was just FMV of episodes of Power Rangers, and you had to do quick time events over it, and it just gave you points that I had on my <laughs> Sega CD. And it was stolen when my house was robbed in 1997, but you actually got me a copy a few years ago for my birthday yes, that I got again I now. So don't have a Sega CD that works to play it on, but hey. it's back on the collection. Are they region free? Uh, oh, I have a Saturn. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> I'm playing One Must Fall in a browser. <laughs> just right now. <laughs> this is amazing. I should probably pay attention to the podcast we're on. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Because we're going to you first, buddy. Ooh. You were out last week, but now you're back. I'm back. So I'm super curious to know what you've been playing. Well, so much in, to speak on. I've been in the garage, <laughs> just working on my mech. Um, I, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Armored Core Six or whatever it's called. Hot new release. Yeah, Armored Core Hot New Release is the subtitle. Um, I actually started playing it earlier today because I was like, oh, we're gonna do a podcast. I probably should play a video game. Um, Good idea. I've, I have never played an Armored Core game, not once in my life, not even a demo disc. Hmm. I am not good at this game at all. They should probably change the name of the game to My Mech Has Blown Up Again. <laughs> um, yeah. I, when they, they asked me to name my pilot, I had the, the foresight. Um, I named my pilot Exploso <laughs> because I'm probably <laughs> just going to keep exploding in this game. Who, uh, who made this game? From software. Oh, okay. The, from so. the fine developers of all the games you love, like Kingsfield <laughs> and Baton Kaito. No, that's a different. I don't know. Yeah, they, 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 Baton yeah. Kaito. Yes. So, <laughs> if you've played any of their games from the long ago, you probably know what to expect here. The weirdest Otogi. thing. Yeah, Otogi, another from software classic, of course. <laughs> the, 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 the first thing that I noticed in this game that's atypical from when you think about a Souls game is mm-hmm. there, there's an arrow kind of pointing me where to go. Oh, perfect. And that's not something in a... I love it. Dude, if you turned on, uh, you know, Elden Ring 2, and then that, <laughs> that map with the arrow pops up, I'm like, wait a second. Is this like an April Fool's joke or something? Because this, <laughs> this is not a typical From game. But sure. this is not a typical From game, right? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is going back to the before times, before... I was about to say, or it games. is their typical game. Yeah, it game. is. The, it's their typical game, I guess, from, from 15 years ago. I just <laughs> never really played any of those games. Damn, I was hoping you had... Cause I know how many From games you've played previously, so I wasn't sure if you played any Armored Core. I got pretty much the only From games I've played are Armored Core. You've never played a Souls game. You've only played the Armored Core games. I've played very little Souls games. But you've not played this new Armored Core game. I have not. So we have no dialogue. There's no (laughs) reference point to compare... It's a beautiful game. I actually, well, tell me, okay, from from your uh, you know brand new perspective, hey, I've never been in this mech so business. T- before. What what are you doing in this mech? I am shooting other mechs. Oh, okay, and blowing the shit up <laughs> until a bigger one shows up. There's always and then a you know it blows you, me up. You know that saying? There's always a bigger mech in the sea. So I'm actually I'm fighting mm-hmm. a helicopter. Which if you've ever played a video game and you've had to fight a helicopter, you know that's not a good time. Like that, <laughs> it's true. It's the worst boss. Do they have missiles? Yeah. Oh well. And shit. let me tell you, my my strategy in this because I've died like ten times so far. Mm-hmm. Only. Maybe 15. Uh, that's probably over mm-hmm. under, underselling it. 
my strategy, and it's not working, uh, is to hide as much as I can. <laughs> Just hide. Like and then maybe they'll get tired or bored and leave yeah, you alone. Hey, they they got to run out of gas eventually, right? <laughs> Unless is this thing solar powered? I have no idea. I can't even it's get the future. It. So I've been shooting it with my guns uh-huh. and my missiles. Yeah. And that is like... I don't know, man. Have you ever like walked up to a wall and just started punching it? Every day. Yeah, it doesn't you don't get anywhere. <laughs> so I went on to the YouTube with which is what the kids like. I, <laughs> I got on the YouTube and I was like, Help, I'm old. How do I beat the helicopter? Uh, signed old person. And then I got a search result. Because you type it into the YouTube and it shows you a search result. Yep. And there's a video and it's like how to beat the first boss in Armored Core 6 or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, and then the, the guy in the video was like, use your sword, you idiot. There's a sword? sword. <laughs> of course there's a sword. Like a plasma sword, right? Now I'm super in. So now what I'm doing, and it's this isn't working either. <laughs> so here's what I'm doing. I'm hiding behind like a wall to try to, and by the way, did I mention that when this helicopter shoots the missiles at you, it's like Bangayo because there's like a hundred of them and it doesn't matter where you are. They're smart missiles. Well, you should. They're like from, they're like the, the ones you get at Costco or something. They're not the ones you get at Walmart. They're the smart missiles. So there's like an app or something. The helicopter's got an app. He shoots out a hundred missiles at once and they go sideways and then they shoot like a hundred meters sideways and then they go towards you. So it doesn't matter where you are. You're hiding behind a wall. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. They will find you. They're going to find you. So I, you hit the L3 button as you do to like boost towards this abomination, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you bump into it before you pull your sword out, which is what I keep doing. I keep bumping it, like oh. running into this thing, but then bumping off you of it. You boop the snoot. I boop the, when I should be like <laughs> slashing its nose off. So, so it sounds like none of your previous Soulsborne experience, of this, which you okay. have bountiful. Yeah, uh, a little it's bit. It's not translating. It's not. It's not the same this. game. Okay. It's, it's not. It's don't. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> like you need to make your name hamster, hamster, hamster. <laughs> yeah, I should try it. You know what I also realized is I. Well, I didn't. Re- I I knew this, but our store that we. This is a gameware thing. Yeah. They're sold out of the PS5 version of this game. <laughs> Bunch of idiots. So Man. I just talked to the guy who orders your stuff. I know because... I'm the one who ordered it. Um, <laughs> we hey, we didn't anticipate the demand of the newest From Software game. Okay, so I I bought the PS4 version mm-hmm. and I put my disc in and installed it. I, I didn't realize that I was actually playing the PS4 oh the PS4 version. version. Yeah, because you have to press a separate button to download right. the PS5. So I think I'm just going to stick with the PS4 version. Okay, because you can use the superior controller. No, I'm using the, the DualShock the, Four. DualShock, I'm using the DualSense. Well, that's where your first mistake is. Maybe that's why I'm losing. That's it. See. So I can't wait for this podcast to end so I can go back and punch a brick wall some more. Um, There were smaller robots. I dispatched them with ease. Mm -hmm. It was very simple to shoot them three or four times and they would just blow up. And I've been searching for like a license. I don't know why. Do you think you'd know why if you played the previous five Armored Core games? In fact, when you you boot this game up, the first thing it says is previously on Armored Core. (laughs) And I accidentally pressed the skip button. Mm. Oh, no. I'm wait, wait, just wait. kidding. I'm about to say, does it really skip okay. at all? That oh is not God. in this game. That would have been funny, Steven, though. you're too good They're at that They're probably kind of as thing. well connected as the Ace Combat series. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, so Armored Core is just I don't know. It's one of those games you gotta you gotta play it to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna believe it until you play it. I th- I think I'm gonna put a prediction out there. Uh huh. You can stamp my name on this <laughs> and put it in an envelope and mail it somewhere because this is my property. This thought, this idea, this is going to be the best-selling Armored Core game <laughs> in the history of Armored Core. My it's a bold it, prediction, my friend. It yeah. may sell as many copies as the rest of them combined. All combined. <laughs> That's right. This is this is going to have the the from software. It's already it's like a what an eighty eight. That's pretty good, right? I'm kind of curious as to um, just like the speed of the oh, game. Oh, I didn't mention that. It's very fast. Very fast. You can okay. slide. You're sliding around you're, like you're I on ice it. skates. Everybody's skating. So it's uh, like in, <laughs> in the world of Armored Core. Armored Core has always, so Armored Core has always had that, but not like, like you ever played like Zone of the Enders? Uh, no. No. A okay. long time ago. All right. But you know how that's like a little more like fast mm-hmm. action That's kind of always how I wanted like Armored Core 2 play. And yeah. from the videos that I've watched of this one, it kind of seems more like that. Yeah, because there's, you know, the, the way the controls work, you can like boost to a different direction. You should never be, you should never be going in a straight line in this mm-hmm. game. So many missiles coming at you. That always. Yeah. So you got to like skate around and then you could, you boost up. And of course, it's a mech game. So you're having right. to keep, keep track of your dials and stuff because mm-hmm. you're going to overheat. Can't you're do gonna that. fall to the ground and you're stunned and <laughs> it's it's a whole thing. So I want to check it out. I've never obviously never played any of these either, and I don't really have a great history with From Software games, so I probably don't need to play this. But I'm very interested in playing this game. I hope I hope I want to know what you think about this. Game. I hope GameWare gets some more in soon. So I, I already can... ordered. I don't know coming. I ordered more. We're on back order. Um, that's Are not. You... Oh, go, go. Are you going to stick with this one? Like, how long do you think you'll play this one? Oh, is this going to another Sekiro? It, that's, yeah. The that's Sekiro to, was mm-hmm. another game from the From Software that I played. Didn't and, dig. Ah. You tried so hard. And got so far? It, in the end, it didn't even matter. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, I stopped playing Sekiro. I know some people like it and some people are yeah. idiots. So, so <laughs> I can't control that. Um, Armored Core is not the only thing you've been playing. And I know this. Uh, no, I, I've, been, I've been playing Pikmin 4... Wait, there's something. Oh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal 1 Kombat beta. One. I, I was just saying random games until your eyes lit up like it <laughs> was Christmas morning. And yeah, the Mortal Kombat. Because I want to hear about Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You got into the beta. So if you're if you're not familiar with Mortal Kombat, it's a fighting game. <laughs> um, they make it in Chicago, mm-hmm. which is uh, where they used to make pinball. But Whoa. then they said no All more pinball. All the pinballs in Chicago. You have to make Mortal Kombat now. So mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat One Beta uh, Part Two was uh, out last week and mm-hmm. not this past weekend but yeah. the two weekends ago mm-hmm. so you could play uh mortal Kombat one which is a remake of the first one it's good it's yeah. i mean i can't say much more about it the game like it looks good it plays mm-hmm. good the the tag system is really fun it's just like it to me it's like the the most fun i've had playing mortal Kombat, and like i don't know since mortal Kombat two that's cool. Just because the, it just felt like a fast game, and it looks really good. That's what I've read online: is the speed seems a lot yeah, better that's, in this game. Like Mortal, what what is Mortal Kombat? Right? Because you mm-hmm. play the first game, and it's 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 successful because it was controversial, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was something that didn't look like anything before mm-hmm. it. But it's not a good game. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then Mortal Kombat Two actually is kind of an interesting <laughs> game. Like it's, but then three like. And we're not going to, this isn't a Mortal Kombat history podcast, but three started, in my opinion, what is the downfall of the entire franchise? The fact that the combat system is just remember the buttons and press them. 
It's oh, just dial. You don't like dial a combo, right? No, yeah, and and I really did enjoy the past few Mortal Kombat games. The story mode, especially, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's the best in the industry. But the the mechanics of the gameplay have not really been interesting to me since 1993. That's or fair. 94. In in Mortal Kombat One, is the tag system on the right stick? Uh, I don't remember. I think I just pressed a shoulder button. A button, okay. Because. Yeah. In this past, this just this past weekend, I went and played the Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath DLC. Yes, the whole I, story mode. Did you did you beat it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty short, but there were a handful of areas or I guess chapters where you had like an assist character. You had buddies come yeah. in, like and little, you would press the right stick a certain direction to tag like do an assist move. Yeah. So I was. I don't remember doing that at all. In no, this yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I was just wondering, like, okay, they're using this DLC to kind. Of, was that like a test to I like mean, set up for this game? Maybe. And I know, like, I think MK9 had some assist care, like an assist mode too. But Mortal Kombat One, like, it's not a mode. It's it's the game. It's the game. Yeah, the game the cameo is built fighters. around the cameo fighters. Um. So yeah, because I'd never really played through that DLC before, so I wanted to play that in anticipation. And look, regardless of of how Mortal Kombat plays as a fighting game, where I'd I personally would probably rather play Virtua Fighter. I'd rather mm-hmm. play any Street Fighter game, maybe Tekken, but probably not. <laughs> sure. But regardless of any of that, the most intriguing thing about any of the Mortal Kombat games is always going to be the story mode. Yeah. Because they're doing what nobody else is doing for fighting games. And more and more series, franchises are trying that, right? A lot of these fighting games are starting to put more single-player content or story content, but I still don't think anyone's gotten close to what NetherRealm's been doing since, no, I guess, MK9. They've, they've been doing it for so long. Yeah. The earliest one I remember even coming close to what Mortal Kombat's doing now is Guilty Gear X2. Mm-hmm. Where that had like a story mode with branching paths, depending on like how fights ended or how oh, quick wow. you beat them or something. Yeah. But it was still nothing like cinematically mm-hmm. told. I'm a little bummed that they skipped it, you know, Injustice 3 on the cycle that they've been doing for the past decade or so. But right. yeah, I'm super hyped for this. This is you know, a couple the, more weeks well, out. They're resetting the universe. You know, you can't release <laughs> yeah. a game when yeah. it doesn't well, matter. I, I think we, we all know that with Injustice, they were, there was uncertainty as to whether or not. NetherRealm would even have access to right. DC licensed content. With all that shakeup with Warner Brothers. Yeah, the they were going to be sold off to a different company. And mm-hmm. then we're like, well, what do we do? We've been making this game for three years and we can't even release it. Right. And of course, I think out of everything, I want NetherRealm to make like a horror fighters. Yeah. Like that'd... they've had they've had the horror characters as DLC, as guest characters in Mortal Kombat. So just what's that fan made? Make one of those. Fighting game? Oh yeah, I don't know what it's called, but that does exist out there on PC, right? It's called Terror Drone. Terror Drone. You can buy it now. It's fifteen dollars. Damn. Okay. Steam. I thought I didn't realize it was like a legit thing. So that means they had to get all the licenses, or or they they, like for the Steam version, they just take all the. (laughs) It's it's like it's not my it's Bicycle Buyers and. Uh, Yeah, it looks like oh okay. Okay, um, you know, unfortunately, it looks like the Steam version did lose uh, all maybe, the like... Maybe fortunate. I don't know. Uh, Specterface. What, what if I told you <laughs> you could play a, fight, a horror-based fighting game with literature's most popular characters? Edgar Allan Poe. Like um, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Which really, shouldn't it be Frankenstein's monster? Because mm-hmm. this is not... Actually. <laughs> uh, or you could be uh, something called... Oh, the Never Neverman. 
which is just <laughs> what? That's just that tall thing, right? What's that? Thing? Oh, like Slenderman? Yeah, that's just Slenderman. Ah. Uh, so don't okay, don't buy this. So that's why it's not Frankenstein's monster. It's just, this is actually well, I think Frankenstein. well, Frankenstein's probably in like public domain at this point. That was my point. It's just public. Old. It's like you can be mm-hmm. George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Zombie George Zombie Washington. George Washington. Nice. But yeah, maybe you could find the anyway. Yeah, they, they, Netherrealm should make a horror fighting game because that'd mm-hmm. be fun. They never will. Um, yeah, so my little bit of Mortal Kombat 11, getting that ready. I also played more of Madden NFL 24. Was it maddening? Man. The love of the game for the love of the game? Quite the opposite. So yeah. I, I spoke briefly last week that you know I was playing through this, and I said it was fine because I was doing its normal thing. I played it longer. This game's trash. Do not mm. buy Madden NFL 24. Oh, no. It crashes a lot. It's buggy as hell. The announcers, like, it, the announcers would be, like, it would say lines that have nothing to do with what's actually happening. It talked about me beating so the like Giants, but I was playing the Jets. I, you're Okay, I, you're selling me on this <laughs> game now. They, they talked about how I, like, made this... <laughs> the game ended. They're talking about this comeback from behind victory I made. And I won like forty-four to seven. This this sounds great <laughs> to me. Like I want my commentary to mostly talk about like recipes. Every, every week in the story, the, like the superstar mode, there's the Madden cast, which is I guess three analysts poorly acting, like a podcast talking about your character. Yeah. But the problem is, it's the same script every week. Every so so it never you do changes. six or seven activities each week. So after you do an activity and load it back up, it's the same fucking Madden cast. Yeah. And the AV doesn't match up. The video in their mouths and the audio is not in sync. And yeah, it crashed like three times on me. But I did win the Super Bowl as a rookie. So That's amazing. Hooray. You're the best. The Las Vegas Raiders, baby, number one. Did you get to design your... My favorite Madden feature is just designing your stadium and then pricing all your food and putting too much salt <laughs> in the French fries and then making the drinks like $25. You know, I didn't dive that far into Did, this is one. Is that still in there? Can I, you still do that? Wait, that was real? Yeah, there's a Madden. One of them yeah, you could. Which one is that? One because I want to play rants. that one. <laughs> we had two. I, I, yeah, so exactly. I, I want to play that one. I don't that know. sounds like Roller Coaster like Tycoon. PS2, I think. You could like <sighs> overcharge for the nachos. <laughs> yeah, that's all I want to do. Wait, where's Football <laughs> Stadium Manager? <laughs> like we got, you have to hire enough people to clean after the game. I think this is Madden NFL 11 you're talking about. Ooh, the one ah, with the, Drew Brees on the cover. The last great Madden. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm probably gonna just like hey, trade this. No in refunds, for... buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we get some more <laughs> armored core in, <laughs> that sounds like a more enjoyable experience, or maybe not. I don't know, but I it can't be any worse than this train me, wreck. Okay, let me. I would love to talk with you about armored core yeah but let me tell you adam don't <laughs> buy armored core you're not gonna like armored core <laughs> really you're not gonna play it for more than 11 minutes <laughs> don't even try it okay because <laughs> i'm just i'm being honest with you like no you, that's fair you're not going to like armored core at all <laughs> do you think i'll enjoy it more than madden no <laughs> Because Damn, at least okay. Madden has like senile Madden yelling random shit at you during <laughs> well, the football game. Well, it's not Madden anymore. Game. RIP. Well, just pretend. <laughs> That's the problem. He's not coding the game anymore. <laughs> exactly. Because he passed away. That's true. Last year was the first one without without old John. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> Man. Uh, <laughs> Renee. Hey. 
How <laughs> is your fancy new graphics card? Oh my god! We, are we going to talk about the journey or the the destination? I don't know because last week she was really excited. She got a fancy new graphics card. She was I waiting did. for you to come home, yeah. and hook it up. I and did. that's where we left I it. I did all of that. Story time. <laughs> oh no! Gather around, children. <laughs> Sit by the fire for this maddening we tale. Tale to tell. So okay, what was step one? What was the first part of this? Because uh, so we 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 built Renee a computer about a year ago. Yeah. Oh, we're going way far back. It's a couple years ago, right? I uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. And well, we and we got a nice GPU about a year ago, a year and a half ago, maybe. We got a new because it took forever to even be able to get a graphics card for this thing. Mm-hmm. Right. All so, those all those uh, Bitcoin miners. Yeah. So when we built Renee's computer originally, the the GPU that was in it was like you could run Minesweeper. <laughs> you could play One Must Fall twenty ninety seven real well on that. <laughs> So it took about a year for us to be able to get a, a nice graphics card. And, you know, if you have a mini case, a mini tower for your PC, and you get a big graphics card, it doesn't really work. You can't, it doesn't physically go in there. So we purchased a like a riser, which is a, an accessory you can get for a mini tower to to change the disp- like the orientation of the GPU. You can make so it that okay. you can see it. It looks really cool, yeah. and especially, it fits in the case. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, in my tower too. It's like it has a glass panel, so you can like Ooh, peek in there and like stuff. see how cool it is with all the lights and stuff. It's very nice. It's like a mech robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we we get that nice GPU, and it was not cheap. You know, uh, this was probably uh, April or May of last year. And plug it up. It doesn't work. Nothing turns on. It just Uh-oh. doesn't work. And I try to RMA it. Nobody responds to my emails to get this thing. I'm, I'm about to, like, I'm at this point, close to just contact my credit card company and just oh, wow. doing it that way. But anyway, flash forward another year. Um, Renee's still got her PC. Baldur's Gate's out. She really wants to play it. So I'm like, Who let's just get it? another video card. Right? Right. So let's yeah. just get another 4070. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like 600 bucks. It's out now. I could have it shipped to the house two, three days. So we, we get it, we put it in there. Well, first off, I had to update the motherboard's firmware. And let me tell you, that was a weird process because it, it was updating from USB. It, was, it seemed like it was going fine. And then it just shuts off God. during the update process. And I'm like, that doesn't seem correct because it should like say it's like finished and then reboot. Yeah. But it reboots and it took a few tries to get it to even turn on to boot to Windows. So I was like, is this fucked? Like it's something did something happen during the firmware update process on the motherboard because that can like break your whole setup. Yeah. So we did manage to consistently get it to boot to Windows, and then we put the new graphics card in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what did we do after that? Um, we nothing, started. Nothing yeah. worked. Nothing worked. Oh, no. It did. It wouldn't turn on. There's no picture. No video. Mm. Nothing. But the computer was on. Because you could unplug like a um, you could unplug a USB. Yeah, it would make the sound. Yeah, you would mm-hmm. hear it, but and no video. There's no picture, and I'm like, well, is it the is it the HDMI cable? Is it the monitor? Is it the, the power G- supply? Is it this other GPU? Well, we already that's another thing we did. we already upgraded the power supply. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what I was here. The problem is it's always power supply. And I'm, this is a long and boring story, so I'm so <laughs> sorry. Um, so we're I'm like trying a thousand different things, like taking one component out, putting one component back in, each like one at a time, like just every option, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's wrong. Is it is it another bad video card? It's possible. Sure. Is it mm-hmm. likely? No. So we ended up, I guess the last thing we did, which any 
problem, like any, when you're trying to find a solution, the last thing you do is always the solution. So the last <laughs> right. thing we did, hopefully, was we or took, you just out give up. we took out the riser and just like stuck that bad boy in there, straight it, in there, and it worked. And it works. And it worked. Like a Whoa. dream. So yeah. the first thing I did um, was said, "Hey, get out of this chair. I'm playing control." Yeah, I was like, because <laughs> I want to. I want to test it, right? It's sure. A yeah. Card. I want to see how it. And man, it doesn't run control well at all. No, no. Like at all. So I'm thinking, like, well, it's a resource hog game, you know. So it's it's a four year old game, but maybe it's just too much for even this video card. So we're then we get Boulder's Gate running in there, and it's also it's like Weird. what is this? Oh, I didn't even mention that we upgraded the CPU. We had to upgrade. We the had CPU, to upgrade yeah. the CPU. That was the first step, actually. I, I have to go back two days. We did get the video card in there working, uh-huh. and it was like the a huge bottleneck with the old CPU. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. So immediately okay. I ordered a new CPU. It was like another four hundred dollars. I'm broke. <laughs> We're broke. Um, but the, again, Baldur's Gate's going to be super worth it. So we got the new CPU in there. We got the new GPU in there, and it's still just not running well. It's we're, and we're playing with like all these options. Yeah, like just is it better on high? Is it better on medium? Is it better on low? Maybe it was better yeah, on high actually. Turn off yeah. the the dynamic crowds. Turn off the the textures. Like the yeah. There's so <laughs> there are so many options in Baldur's Gate. And there's videos on YouTube about like how to maximize the frame rate, even if you have a newer. Oh, okay. this game is like. It's been early early access for two years. It's, oh, so people it is like kind know. of janky. Yeah, you know. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's just not a well programmed game. Like maybe it's just not performing. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then Renee just like we we rebooted. And... I was like, uh, okay. Then restarted the computer, and it works like a dream, and it looks great, it's and it's running it. perfectly. The game awesome. Is like, yeah, it's it's high frame rate, high resolution. I mean, I mean, it's the way it should be running. It's yeah, running yeah. the way it should be now. Finally resolved. So yeah, I love it so much. I just want to be playing it right now. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be like in Boulder's Gate sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that game. It's like it's the perfect upgrade to Baldur's Gate, and which I love so much. The original Baldur's Gate. I didn't play much of two back in the day, but I did play a lot of one, and I really appreciate being able to go from like just being able to pick basically the color of your little outfit in the original Baldur's Gate to like now you can change like there's multiple faces there's multiple hairstyles I live for this I live for the character customization and I actually do appreciate that they get didn't go too deep into character customization and they just give you like six different or maybe eight different preset like faces um, so you're not like Dark Souls style, like dragging no. the nose down to the elbows and yeah, like no. ears out to the <laughs> side, like making monsters, basically. I really appreciate that they didn't do that because I would still be in character, like customization mode yeah. because, yeah, it's, oh, but man, it's so good. <laughs> I like basically, I, at first, like I had initially like made my first Baldur's Gate character. Her name is Lark. Um, but then I was like, my tastes have changed and I restarted the game completely after like being about four hours in just so that I could change her hair (laughs) around a little bit. And that's it. But I gladly did that. And then you put a helmet on. Like you're seeing things you didn't see the first. Right. Yeah. Because as, as you know, you start the game, it's giving you like little tutorials for things. For some reason, the first tutorial isn't 
you hold the alt button as you walk around to see what you can like explore and like mess around with to like mm-hmm. pick shit up, which is like the best part of Baldur's Gate is like finding little secrets and finding like treasures and things. They don't tell you that until like 30 minutes into the game. They're like, oh, by the way, hold down alt and look, you can see everything that's around you that needs to be picked up. So, yeah, I went through the whole spaceship in the beginning without being able to pick any of the crap up just because I didn't know. You didn't know. In the original Baldur's Gate, it just shows you everything that's mm-hmm. like on the ground. Everything is highlighted, but in this oh, game, you actually have to hold a button. So, I don't think it's like a setting or anything like that to be able to just automatically do it, but... But yeah, I, I really like this game. I love all the little characters mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm like recruiting all my little buddies. And another thing that's different about this game, I don't know if it's going to change eventually, but whenever you go to take a long rest, which as you know, in D&D players, you take a long rest, you can regain all your hit points, like regain all of your spells and anything else um, mm-hmm. that needs to be regained during a long rest. Now, whenever you would long rest in the original Baldur's Gate, not sure about two, um, but in the original Baldur's Gate, sometimes you'd be sleeping and then sometimes like you would be attacked in the middle of the night by monsters or by like people trying to steal your shit. Um, Just like in real life. Just like in real life. If you fall asleep. Don't touch uh, my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Under a tree, someone might try to mug you. I don't know. Anyway, in this game. Um, whenever you go to take a long rest, it like sets up this very expansive campsite where like each of your little buddies that you've been like traveling with kind of have their own little areas, like a little covered tent oh, with cozy. like all their little things. It's very cozy and it encourages you to interact with them and talk to them because oh. this game is about like having little relationships. Interesting. Like with with your buddies. I love it. It's great. Press plus to hear travel banter. <laughs> I remember playing uh, Ultima a lot when I was ten or eleven, and it was an, it was an RPG like a predecessor really to Baldur's Gate. But if you've napped like in the woodsies areas, sometimes mm-hmm. you would get woken up by people attacking you. So oh I wow, definitely appreciate that in any any CRPG. It's, it should be in every mm-hmm. CRPG. If you sleep in the woods, you probably, <laughs> you probably will be woken attacked. up by the blunt of a sword. <laughs> I feel like I'm like the last one because the PS5 version doesn't drop till this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're, we're going to be talking about Baldur's Gate for a while. Yeah. So buckle up at home, listener, because I hope you're ready to hear. What class do you think you'll start as? I'll probably do, I'll probably be boring and do a paladin and kind of do like John Michael did and make my D&D character from that campaign we were running, yeah. which is a human paladin because that's what you do when you make your first D&D character. Yeah. Uh, so I'll probably just kind of do that and, and play play it that way. And then depending on how that goes, mix it up after. Yeah, I would say that's really good because in the beginning, I mean, do you mind if I tell you about these characters a mm. little bit? Okay. Go ahead. Um, so one of the first characters that you can recruit is a cleric. So mm-hmm. it's really nice to have someone that has healing. Sure, yeah. Um, and then you stumble upon a rogue, so it, which is very necessary in a team. So you, you've got your rogue. And then there's also a wizard and a warlock. So you've got your spells. So mm-hmm. honestly, being like a melee or like a kind fighter sort of character, sort of character okay, it perfect. really fits. Cool. Now there are also, there's like, I think there's another paladin that you can recruit. And then there's a fighter also that you can recruit. But um, yeah, I picked Ranger because that's like my favorite class. And I know it's not a very good class, at least not in current D&D. Sure, but, sure. Um, in this game, she's really good. So I'm, you know, shooting crap down with my little longbow and looting the bodies. <laughs> so. Ooh. I'm excited to jump in. I'm wondering um, 
Steven oh, has a propel- there's no physical release of Baldur's Gate five on PS or Baldur's Gate three on PS five. I, I forgot about that. It's digital only. It is. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like doing pre-orders over here mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, there's no Baldur's Gate to pre-order. That's why I went ahead and just, yeah, I, I got the $80 version on the, on the PS store because yeah. I looked on Amazon and there's nothing. And I yeah. thought I remember hearing about that. I thought they said they might be releasing boxes with codes, but I might be mixing that up with Starfield. Maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just phys- uh, digital. So that will drop this Sunday. Saturday night. I don't know how time zones work. Uh, the second slash third, if you do have the digital deluxe version, which is eighty dollars on PS Five. Well, or play PS the PC version. Yeah, because I'm building a new PC. Ooh, mm-hmm. with Renee's old parts, <laughs> <laughs> her old CPU and her GPU, which probably works fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Neil, hello. Last but not least, yeah. What you been playing, buddy? What you playing? Uh, well. Kind of a few things, so I'm still going strong in Golf Story. Yes, we talked um, about Golf Story last week. Yeah, Steve. it's a great that. game. It's a great game. It's maybe the yeah. best sports game ever made. <laughs> it's uh, man, it's it's really good. So you've never played it? This nope. year, this was like a Switch launch game. I think, yeah, it know? was. Better yeah, it was early in there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm loving it. I uh, I'm at the part now, like where I hit like the Richie Rich Club, like yeah, Tidy Park. Yeah. And so I'm having <laughs> yeah. to like join the membership and get a caddy and learn etiquette and. <laughs> Uh, all that kind of stuff. Give and so me the old razzle dazzle. Yeah, <laughs> and it, I mean it, it's it's still fantastic. Um, <laughs> Such a charming game. Like I'm pretty sure this like ghost dude who like built this course is going to end up becoming my caddy, which is pretty cool. I want a ghost uh, caddy. Yeah, right. Um, it was a guy who he was a creating a course and uh, then he died. Um, oh, no. So you have to like play the course and like one cool thing about this course is it's all like you have to hit holes in ones, but it's like bigger holes. So it's like, that's like, the thing. is like, like Donut you, County. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Uh, another like interesting thing I've like noticed since playing this game is I know there's like a couple of duplicates, but man, for the most part, like every character is like unique looking. Mm-hmm. So they're like very easy to find and they stand out, which is pretty cool. Um, but man, it's still, you know, the humor's still there. Mm-hmm. The... Um, the funny text, the way they do it, still there. Um, I was kind of spoiled about a part coming up. I guess it's not a huge spoiler, but I was just told, like, man, if you really like how they handle like the dialogue in this game, like, wait till you get to this part. And I kind of, unfortunately, was told what it is, but I'm still excited to see it. But uh, but yeah, Golf Story, man, highly recommend. <laughs> how many hours played in it. are you? Uh, about six or seven at this point. Yeah. Um, and there's still like three courses I haven't been to or two now, the pro course and then like some snowy mountain area. But, um, yeah, so I think there's like six or seven total, at least on the map that I can see. But yeah, it's like getting to the point now where I'm having to like go meet up with other people at other courses to like complete these objectives. So it's like not everything is siloed to the single, you know, country club that you're at. Um, get some so variety it's, yeah in it's, it's getting pretty interesting and like <laughs> just like the way they do humor like when i just found this old club and i was like man how old is this and he was like oh it's a blue club which means it was two or three production cycles ago <laughs> so it's like <laughs> six months old <laughs> <laughs> oh man just like the way they handle the humor is fantastic but um other than that uh i know last week i talked about not being able to log into wayfinder or you, did you finally uh, get so in? Finally got in. Okay. Uh, so I think that night I sent the picture in the group chat where I was like 
number 1100 or something. Yeah. It actually oh. only took like five minutes to get in. Okay, not so, bad. That's great. Not bad. Um, and man, this game is okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Put it on the box. <laughs> like, it's just... It's fine. It's... Like, so there's three starting characters you can choose, which are basically like your paladin, your rogue, or your ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one I really wanted to play as, and apparently, like, you either have to, like, really grind for them in this, mm-hmm. or you can buy them. Ah, so typical oh, no. free-to-play games as a service yeah. game. Yeah. Um, which also makes me wonder, because, like, I guess, like, there's six characters total. And so I guess if you bought up to, like, the $150 version, you got access to them all so because this is like launching free to play i'm almost wondering if like because i paid 20 dollars, i got access to three of six so i wonder if there's actually really only going to be two when you start if you just do the free to play but um question how many battle passes did that 20 dollars get you um i haven't really heard anything about battle pass structure in this Mm -hmm. but i mean it 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 has like this weird stuff. So there's a rewards tower, which because I only paid $20, I don't get access to floor two, but in it, like the stuff you unlock is like cosmetic trinkets or even loading screen art, Great. which dear God, it needs more of because the load times are so bad. Um, And it's not like, like look, destiny load times were bad, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes up two to three minutes to load into something. Damn. But you saw your ships flying, and it looked cool, and <laughs> right. it had peaceful music. This is just like text with a bar. Well, and if you just, just give like, them a dollar ninety nine, yeah, you can probably get some more loading. And like, so monetization, all that like shit aside, the it's one of those things. Like, you know, I I've never done early access before, so this is my first venture into early access, and I only ever kickstarted one thing, and that didn't go great. Mm-hmm. So now I'm wondering if, like, is this just an early access thing, like where like a game's gonna be shit, and you're you just kind of know. And I, that's that's the thing because, with early access is every developer uses it as a different thing. Because I don't want to say this game is shit, right? Like right. for something that's coming out free to play, if it were to release as is, mm-hmm. like not bad. Yeah. Right. Um. But there's just so many little things that could be fixed that could make this great. And and you could argue that it's and, an early and access. Yeah, yeah. Could argue it's, and it's like little things. Like when you run up on a, a mob of enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Until you're like really close or you encounter them, you can't lock on to them. Oh, it's so like it's the like the whole thing of like trigger. running up to them, like being able to lock on who I want to attack is just not there. Oh, and the thing is, is like there is no auto hit detection in mm-hmm. like you battling so if you're not locked on like you're just swinging in a direction does it, how does this pl- how does this play like is it like uh like so it depends rpg on... or yes okay so imagine like darksiders 2 but like a co-op mmo style game okay yeah got it um or like even darksiders 1 just kind of like that slunky cloak like clunky slow running and there's a sprint button that like feels like it should just be the regular speed of the game (laughs) um and yeah so you like run up attack you go into like this portal and that's where you can um you know turn matchmaking on or off and it it right it has like cool recommendations on like you like we recommend you do this with one other person or Mm -hmm. two other people but the thing is is like i have found zero reason for this game to to not be a single player game Mm. And mainly because when you do stuff like this, like 
So in these games as a service like Destiny, like if you log into a strike and you don't matchmake or whatever, like how we used to be able to cheese it to do stuff, running a strike is difficult by yourself. Now there's ways like you can get really good at the game, learn some tactics, learn some cheeses, like you can beat it, you can do it, and it's like rewarding in that because you're beating something really difficult. Right. So this game is if I go in and fight enemies, there won't be like as many enemies, but then when you fight a boss... Like, say it's just me, he has like 7,000 health, right? So then I run the same mission, throw in one more person, there's some more enemies, and then the boss just has 14,000 health. Oh, so it just doubles. So it just like doubles everything to where it's like, not like, there's just no re like, it's actually easier if to do stuff do by, yourself. by yourself than right. it is to like pull in a group. So I hope they work on kind of like balancing yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, the three characters I got to choose from, um, so they're kind of like set characters in this world, I guess, like a League of Legends or something, like where you play these heroes, but they are like characters, even though there's multiple of them. Okay. Um, but there's only six. Uh, but you can see like 24 in your hub oh, screen, you know, saying. so it's yeah. like kind of weird. But the first guy, I think his name's like Wingrave or something like that. So he's the paladin. So kind of like your onslaught, but like lots of healing, lots of ally boost. Then you have Silo, who's kind of like your ranger. So he's got like a shotgun rifle and like grenades to do like ranged attacks and do stuff. I ended up choosing Nis, who is like the rogue. So it's like melee combat heavy mm -hmm. and kind of like dash attacks using like shadow and stuff like that. But man... This game does not like melee combat. <laughs> um, hit detection is just kind of like all over the place. And then like cool stuff, like there's this move, like when it the ability builds up, you know, you hold R1 and you can hit any of the face buttons and it's like a move you set to it. So the one I picked is like where I jump up and throw like shadow knives at the enemies, right? Shadow and so you think if you're just in a group of them, like it's just going to do a AOE attack. Mm -hmm. No, like they have to be under like where they fucking hit. And um, so even if you're locked on, that doesn't matter because the attack is a range. Like down. it's a certain oh, range. Yeah. So it's like just all these little things that are like, man, this 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 has the potential to be good. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know about really good, but good <laughs> for a free to play game. Um, but it's just not there. Like the the art is interesting. The story is serviceable mm -hmm. like it's nothing mind-blowing but it's cool for the world that they built you know and what's going on but um yeah it, it sounds like a lot of those concerns can be fixed yeah. in early access it's just whether they have the time or bandwidth to get to it yeah and i know they're a small studio so i don't feel like it's going to be fleshed out i mean the game doesn't come out for another six months ah okay but wow. um you know, it's it's tough. Maybe. It's tough with a live service game though, because again, so many like Fortnite was an early access for like years when I was making billions of dollars in profit every year, but it was right. early access. It's weird how developers use that moniker. So it's like, it seems almost like a a very challenging uphill battle for a smaller team to do a live service game, considering mm -hmm. how many of those are out there with much more like support and resources from bigger companies that you're trying to like get your name out yeah. there where you almost have to be perfect or close to it at launch. Otherwise you're just in the sea of mediocrity with everything else. So how do you stand apart? You know? Yeah. And like, even with that stuff, they're like trying to stand apart. 
with like is just not fun. Yeah. Um, so one of the things is like when you go in these, you know, matchmaking missions or whatever. So, so the story setup is like the world has been absorbed by this shit called the gloom. Mm-hmm. And so there's these big like statues of swords or whatever that are holding back this gloom. Right. Mm-hmm. So the gloom is like eating away the world. So when you go into it, because you were rescued from it, you can easily ah. traverse through it. Cause you're like a dead guardian and destiny sure. like being brought back. So you have the power to go through this. You're the wayfinder. Um, it's in the name. Yeah. So it's um, so essentially like when you go into these places, it kind of does the roguelike thing of like the dungeons will be random every time, even though you're going to fight like the same boss, same mm-hmm. enemies, but the layout is how you get there different. Yeah. Um, but so when you go into those, you can choose like you unlock difficulty spheres. So that's supposed to add thing. But then you can also add, I think they're called like imbunements. And those are like, there's a solar one or a a flora one or one called greed. And like, that's Mm -hmm. one I did where it's like everything you hit drops more money. There's piles of gold you can pick up, but as you pick it up, enemies get stronger. Uh, But it was like, by the end of that, nothing felt stronger. (laughs) And then like the other stuff is like, uh, one of them's like a shadow imbuement where it's like everything you hit, um, like everything has poison stuff around them. So when you're melee like me and that's all you can do, I'm just constantly getting damaged. And then when you hit, kill them, they also explode in like an area of effect. But it's like my, my character has no has way n- to get around. Them, yeah. So apparently. it just makes running that annoying. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, um, what do you find this on PS five? Okay. Um, I'm still going to give it some more time, you know, because I guess this is the point of early access. You play it, you get with the devs and like, let them know like, hey, here's what I liked. Here's what I didn't like. I don't like that. I can't lock on to things. Yeah. Well, they fixed that, thankfully. Um, But man, it's just. hmm. It's all right. It is. It is. okay. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's early access. There's still room to improve. And hopefully it will. Because it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, how's your sleep been? It's been better. Yeah? How come? Yeah. Well, because I downloaded a little uh, new app that's apparently some kind of old, month <laughs> and a half or so, called Pokemon Sleep. Oh, you downloaded <laughs> it? Yeah. So I've always done like sleep tracking with my Fitbit and stuff, but then like I saw this and I was like, let me give it a shot. So last night was the first time I like slept with my phone on my bed to do Pokemon Sleep. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's essentially like, I wouldn't use this as like health concerns or anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's literally just a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's maybe tracking your sleep in some way, but essentially it's like you're researching these Snorlaxes and depending sleep. on how you sleep, like you attract other Pokemon who also have different sleep styles. So it's like, oh. I caught a Bulbasaur, a Caterpie and mm, something that looked like a, sassy muck i don't know what it was hmm. um garbador if you say the name i may know it but it just looked like jinx mixed with muck but i don't know what it was <laughs> jinx mixed with muck. i don't, know. I don't even know it's now. Been, it's, yeah. yeah yeah um but anyway it was like the bulbasaur was like the sunbathing sleep style. Uh-huh. So, but there's four other Bulbasaur sleep or three other Bulbasaur sleep styles. Cute. So it's like, yeah, you basically just like sleep, and depending on your sleep, you attract these other Pokemon, capture them for your park, and then like you can get 
when they when you feed them, they get excited, and you can get all these like berries and cook them in the cookies to mm-hmm. then like give to the Pokemon and feed them and all this. Yeah, it's dumb, <laughs> but it's it's cool, you know. Um, so like, Nintendo's always just... doing these interesting things for like health. Yeah. So I'm glad they're like still striving on like making weird stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Yeah. I was just, yeah. You mentioned this before we were recording. I, just, yeah. I was really curious about this because heard about it forever and yeah it just launched last month so I was yeah curious. i was expecting it just to be like a sleep tracker and not as like in depth as an actual game as it is yeah so that was kind of interesting like i thought it was just going to be like mm-hmm. it's pokemon themed sleep tracker which it is <laughs> but it's like a it's a game you know and it's the the other weird pokemon game i played on the phone was magikarp jump which i ended up <laughs> like 100 percenting and getting everything in that game uh, yeah it's so stupid and this is like at that level of dumb but you, like you have to sleep you know uh, cool. it's got that like same weird art style as like Magikarp Jump oh really yeah I yeah. almost wonder if it's the same like side company that made it hmm. Hmm. I have to look into it. how it's many not. it's not okay <laughs> no. how many like little Pokemon mobile games do we have at this point uh, the cafe. Yeah, there's cafe and go the and one sleep. With the, uh, Pokemon's or mix along. Pokemon Masters. Is that Pokemon one? Master. Oh yeah, I still have that downloaded. Yeah, it's I their third it anniversary. Oh wow! Actually, it is the same developer. It is. <laughs> Here's the thing: Pokemon Sleep says Niantic. Oh, that's the people who made Pokemon. It's, Go. It's, but then it's a select button. Yeah. Oh, select okay. buttons who made. Uh, I'm. They made the other one. I'm sure oh, you know. It looks like they, they're using the models, maybe from. Yeah, but maybe that's go? what they borrowed from. It does kind of look Go esque, looking at Neil with his sleeping Snorlax. I have no idea how to get into one of those games. Into the microphone. There you go. It's like me in Armor Core. Hiding behind this wall, and I was yeah. assaulted by a Bulbasaur in my sleep while I was in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get to a safe place before you fall asleep, Neil. <laughs> oh, here it is Sleep Style Decks. That's Ooh. I got the, this Bulbasaur. See, so it was one out of four. So many Bulbasaur. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So this one was sunbathing sleep. Whatever He's that means. So cute. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> so it just so I mean, you sleep and then you catch a Pokemon in your sleep and then you wake up and now you have a Pokemon. Or four. Or four. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how does it know when you wake up? How does it know if you're sleeping? Because you lift your phone up. So you have to have your phone upside down on your bed, uh-huh. but don't cover it with your pillow because it may overheat. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's like when you lift up your phone, like it comes out of low power mode. Oh, oh okay. So, yeah. Okay. It, I was hopefully it doesn't like man. What if it like linked to your Fitbit and it could like yeah. Tell. So the only weird thing is like I use the like Apple Health thing, so I don't have an annoying alarm sound when uh. I wake up. Because mm-hmm. that one actually has like pleasant ones, um, but this app seems like it turned that off to have its own alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I'm a fan of that. There's right. an alarm in the game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is it just a, like a Pikachu going Pika Pika? You know, wake I'm... up. Oh, that'd be cute. <laughs> I'm not sure. Is there a rooster Pokemon? I don't know. At this point, I could, I'm sure oh, there has to be. Adam. <laughs> There's like a thousand of these little motherfuckers Yeah, now. there's too many. <laughs> <sighs> I think Steven is... Uh, 
Looking pulling up the fact checker machine. There are now. Uh, how many? If there's a rooster. Tapu Coco. Oh, that was like a legendary from Sun and Moon. Yeah. It's, it's sort of uh, vaguely rooster-like. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some news. No, no, no news. <clears throat> there's no news. No news. Uh, Gamescom was last week, so there's actually a lot of news. Ooh. So we're not going to cover all the news. We're just going to cover the parts that stand out to us because this would be like a four-hour show this week. With all the hot news from Gamescom, but you can go to IGN and they have a great write-up of everything from uh, that show out in Germany. It's in Germany, right? Yeah, it's in Germany. Uh, Let's talk about Project Q. What's that? Uh, It is PlayStation's newest portable device, which now has a name, stream thing, and a date. And a price. So before we get into this, mm-hmm. and I know how much y'all are going to ridicule this thing, <laughs> let me just tell you, as a dad, this is a niche device built for someone like me. Uh, so the PlayStation Portal is what Neil is referring to. It is going to be 199 US dollars. And yes, it's a streaming device. It looks like a Photoshop. It, it really does. It looks like someone took a DualSense and cut it in half and put a fucking like, tablet in the middle. And that's it, you know, obviously kind of going after that Switch market, but it has to tether to your PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. So it's only for streaming. It's like the Vita used to do. The Vita used to have remote play and you could do this. Your phone could do this right now. It could do it, yeah, right now. Uh, Yeah, so my only But does your phone have haptic triggers? I didn't think so. (laughs) You didn't let me answer. (laughs) I got the new haptic trigger phone from Google. As you can see. Now, I did see a big argument online, like Neil was saying, for families or, you know, households who only have one TV in the living room, not two, like a crazy Bunch person. Losers like losers with one TV. Well, Someone it's not can even watch just, the TV and you could play your... Well, it's not even just like two TVs. It's like, I mean, my PS4 is hooked up to the 4K TV, which is the main TV. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes I can't... <laughs> Play my PS5 while Trash Truck is on on, on say, the TV. Gotta watch uh, Paw Patrol yeah. all day. Bluey. 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 Yeah. Bluey's not so bad. I wouldn't <laughs> play a game during Bluey. <laughs> um, but yeah, ultimately, like when this thing was first rumored and understanding what it was, like $150 was pretty much my like, that's like the max. What about I'd pay for something like this. No. Well, maybe. <laughs> but it, it depends. Mm-hmm. So... I know you can do this on your phone and all this, yes. but I'm just wondering if there's like some kind of integration since it's like something in the family of this that maybe the latency would be a little better than what it is on the phone because it's not, it's not that great on the phone. No, it's not. It, would that come down to your like the the juice and the power from your phone, or is that more of like your? I don't know. Doing is streaming. I'm not sure. I'm just right. yeah. We're just streaming yeah, something, but it's just like I don't know if there's something that interacts with this because it's in the same family that it may work mm-hmm. better but ultimately i think it's a really cool device for someone like me mm-hmm. uh, i think 199 is a little much no that make that that's understandable i i'm disappointed that it's only an lcd screen mm-hmm. is it because the vita in 2011 had an oled, OLED screen? screen exactly uh but the vita in, 2.0 did not right it is an 8-inch LCD screen up to 1080p resolution at 60 frames per second. And it does have a 3.5 millimeter audio jack, which is funny. It's something you have to clarify now because half the devices you buy don't have that anymore. That's very true. Also, they're, they're 
purposefully mark. I mean, they're they're releasing like uh, there's no Bluetooth in this. <laughs> this device does not have Bluetooth. Why would it? So they're selling like a two hundred dollar pair of earbuds <sighs> for damn. this. Of course they are. Does yeah. it? So it doesn't work with my Sony Pulse I, Gold. Fuck you. I think it'll work with that. Okay, perfect. I think, but well, maybe it, not. It should. Because if you're connecting to your PS5, wouldn't those just be connected to your system? The ones I have have a dongle, but I don't have like the newest ones. Maybe the newest that, ones are Bluetooth. The newest, newest ones have a dongle, too. Oh, they all have dongles. Wait, mine doesn't have a dongle. Is, is that the Pulse? Yeah. Oh, because uh, I have like newer Golds, and yeah, it still uh, has a I dongle. Pulse. Ah. It was on sale for 70 bucks recently. Should I, got, should ah, I should have waited. I know, right? <laughs> but even that still, right? Like, it should Bluetooth to your system, and then you'd be remote playing through this device. So they should still work? I don't think that's how this works. I don't think it's going to how it's work either, because hmm. the headset would have to be pulling the audio from the PlayStation, but it's going to be pulling it from the portal. Also, this device will not allow... You cannot play games that you're streaming to your PS5 to this. So you can't so piggyback off of it. <laughs> if you're if you're playing a stream, if you're streaming a game on your PS5, you're not gonna do it. With so this. no PlayStation. Now it has to or... be a downloaded game mm-hmm. running on your PS5, and then it will stream it to this thing. Hmm. Let Let me surprise you though with my opinion. Uh, speaking as someone that we're, no children in our household, we're we're, in a, we're a two PS5 household. Sure. Okay. So we have a PS5 downstairs, and we have another one upstairs. Oftentimes, Renee may be playing something on the TV downstairs, and maybe I don't want to go upstairs mm-hmm. to play Yakuza. You just play it right there next I to her. I can just play it right there. So, yeah. like, this is actually an attractive device to me for that reason. <laughs> because it's just, it gives me more. Or if I want to lay in bed and yeah. play uh, Armored Core, <laughs> uh, which don't do that because you're probably never going to go to sleep because it's too exciting. Well, then you could throw this controller and it's kind of yeah. like the boomerang. I'd have to put I'm, pillows everywhere. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask you this question, but I don't want you to answer because you're a crazy person. I'm insane. But right. like you have a Steam Deck. I love my Steam Deck. Yeah. <laughs> this seems uh, redundant. Yeah, but every, wouldn't wouldn't most things video like we have you and I did, didn't right. you and I own an analog pockets. No, that's fair. Yes, we are crazy. That's what I'm we saying. Are crazy like, people. You're going to buy this because that's so what you do. But does, I'm saying, like, it seems. Does the you... average household that has an ROG <laughs> or a Steam Deck mm-hmm. or a phone, if you're a human with a phone, <laughs> do you need this device? No, but it may be more attractive because I, you know, if I if I'm really wanting to continue playing yeah, a PS5 no. game, I'm not going to play that on my Steam Deck. I, I'm 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 genuinely curious how this will do. Because one ninety nine isn't a big price, but it's not a small price. Right. Like, but it's also just like such a niche thing. And yeah, like, do they not make many? Like, does it not sell? And then a, six months, it's ninety nine dollars. Well, you, you, you take, they take pre orders. They're not just going to release it to the stores. Yeah. They're going to do a a PlayStation sure direct or whatnot. Not direct, but they're going to do one of those things on their website where you can log. And if they get oh, ten sure. people to pre order it, you know, that's not gonna make yeah, that, that's literally called a direct. <laughs> Well, but from them, that's yeah. how they sold the VR at first. Yeah, yeah. What, what was that? I, it, it hasn't. Yes, we're opening up the warehouse. Got to go to the PlayStation. <laughs> store. Yeah, I literally think it's called a direct. Well, hmm. maybe. Because hmm. that's how I got my PS5. I think it was like a private invite from PS Direct. Yeah. Speaking of portable gaming systems, I love portable gaming. Uh, systems. The Nintendo Switch has just passed up its grandpa. In sales, outselling the Wii in the U.S. That's a milestone right yeah. there. That, that's um, crazy. Ooh, speaking of another milestones, I don't know if this was in the dock, but have y'all been seeing the Pikmin 4 numbers in Japan? 
Hmm. Are they very so, good? They're insanely good. Um, so Nintendo only releases physical numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So for Pikmin 4 is the fifth week in a row, the best-selling game in Japan, Whoa. having sold over 720,000 physical copies. Man, Stephen loves Pikmin, loves Pikmin 4. Yeah, it's me and all of Japan. <laughs> we can't stop talking about Pikmin 4. I love 4. it, too. I just I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> Which you'll probably hear me say a lot on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. So let's see. More than yeah, caught up to the Switch. Sold 100 million units worldwide. Uh, this IGN article that Stephen Link says the data attributes the Switch's strong performance this year to Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, which sold over 18 million units in June this year. Wow. So it's uh, the the Switch is only a few million. It's less than a million units away from the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. and it's it's less than five million away from the PS2. Is this in the U.S.? This is worldwide. Worldwide. Mm-hmm. So I mean, oh, well, hold on, no, maybe maybe it is U.S. I'm not sure. The news. Say, Nintendo I would think Switch it already passed, passed Wii sales the... in the U.S. is the headline. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I was about okay. to say because I figured it already had blown the 360 out the water in worldwide sales. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Nintendo said it's over 129.5 million units sold globally. Uh, almost 50 million sold in the Americas. Damn. So. Well, now, you know, I've bought two Switches now. I bought my launch Switch, and then I bought an OLED. It's like the fucking DS. It's everything Nintendo does. They just make another one. And we, Renee and I, I think we came to an agreement that um, on the next Switch... Switch. We're only going to get one for our household. And then if there's an OLED model later. Well, then you'll have two. If. Yeah. <laughs> what, is it? what are you talking about? If. <laughs> when. If and when. <laughs> so the PS2 uh, so far <laughs> has sold 158 million units. That's it? That's 158 million. <laughs> that's, I think that's the record. Uh, that's number highest, to beat. Is that not the highest selling video game console? The only thing that I think would be close is the 3DS. No, the 3DS is not even... I mean, the, the, mean DS. the DS. Or DS. The yeah. DS is, is 1 DS million light. units short of the PS2. Cell <laughs> wow. Put it back out in theaters for more run. It's coming back. <laughs> All your favorites. we got Brain Age. <laughs> oh, the DS Mini. It's just a DS, but... <laughs> it's just smaller. Yeah. yeah so if we, if we go... It. Let's do top 10. Uh, number one, uh, PlayStation 2 at 155 million. Number two is the DS at 154 million. Switch right now is at third place wow. 129 million game boy family which is game boy and game boy color 118 million ps4 117 million wow and hey you can nice. go to target right now and buy one, one. Of those. uh playstation 1 102 million we 101 million and ps3 87 million yeah wow, ps1 was above we no, we the Wii is oh. um, so even the three. Oh no, it is. Yeah, the, the, Wii, the PS One has sold uh, about a million more units than the Wii. Wow. So let's hey, we come on. The, all you got to do is put it back out. <laughs> you know, a million morons would buy <laughs> another Wii. Uh, What's the worst selling video game console? You ask. I'm glad you did. It's the it's Oculus Quest. <laughs> not the Ouya. With, okay, the Pegasus. No, the Ouya is not on this list. <laughs> it's not a real console. What about the Virtual Boy? Okay, I can tell you exactly. Hold on. That's that's not a console. <laughs> that's a handheld. But Game Boy Family was on that's there. That's a good point. I guess Virtual Boy is not even on this list. Though. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's sold it. none. <laughs> the NES Classic has sold more than the Wonder Swan. This is, you just have fun with this list all day. <laughs> um. We didn't write this down as real news, but you texted me about it earlier since you mentioned the uh, analog pocket that we yes. have. Yeah. We, we, I bought 
we bought those last year <laughs> in black and white. Like idiots. Now they just re- they just announced a glow in the dark version mm. of an analog pocket, which is a replica Game Boy basically that plays all the old carts. So and it looks sick as fuck for two hundred fifty dollars. So cool. Look at that. Goes Damn on sale it. later this week. <laughs> My son would flip. It'll be very limited. <laughs> it's only two hundred forty nine US dollars. It's more expensive than the PlayStation Portal. Here's the craziest thing about this, though. But can it stream Game Boy games? <laughs> What's the biggest complaint about analog products? Uh, no limited idea. availability, long shipping time, that's expensive right, that's shipping I'm, prices. That's what I'm All talking. Right. We hit three. Yeah. So the, the biggest complaint <laughs> is the wait. Because yeah. you order this thing, and then a year later, it may show up. So the analog pocket glow-in-the-dark model goes on sale September 1st and ships out uh, within 48 hours. Wow. wow. Yeah, so they they've got some of those ready to go, these, but there are, there are not many. Mm-hmm. So every every mo- they're going to see these on eBay, basically. You know, yeah, it's... I bought some accessories for mine today. I was trying to hold out because I was going to get the Game Boy Game Gear adapter, mm-hmm. which is sold separately, and then I also wanted to get the Neo Geo Pocket Color adapter. But on that one, they paired it with two other adapters for things I'd never heard of: a Lynx, Atari Lynx, and uh, something else, Turbo Graphics. Yeah, Turbo Graphics sounds uh, right. For a hundred dollars, three little adapters, and then they want thirty dollars shipping on top of that to ship also, three things that are this big. You can't see my hands, but they're very small. So they did put out a press release regarding the shipping prices, and it says they've lowered their shipping prices by thirty percent. They did on uh, the accessories I did order because that shipping is only twenty bucks as opposed to the thirty it used to be. But the triple pack of adapters, you cannot put it in any order with anything else. <laughs> If you go on the website, you click put that in your cart, everything else grays out, and you have to give them $30 shipping for those little things. That's crazy. What? Fuck them. Also, uh, line up to buy the new thing. Yeah, exactly. And I did. I just gave them 100 bucks. so give me. Uh, let's see. What else did Steven put on here? Steven says, IGN says that... <laughs> <laughs> Is the PS4 version of Armored Core the best way to play Armored Core 6? Yeah, maybe. We talked about that, so... The um the PlayStation much like Elden Ring, if you just stuck your PS4 disc and played the PS4 version on your PS5, you're getting a much better frame rate than the PS5 uh, version. Is it because the graphics aren't as good? I guess they're not. They're not as good. <laughs> I, they look good to me because I've not played the PS5 version. So, and if you have the disc, it gives you the option to just install the PS5 version with mm-hmm. the PS4 disc. And I I did not do that. So. Yeah, if you're wanting to, if you just want the the best frame rate possible in an Armored Core game, maybe just play the PS4 version. Locked at 60 frames per and second. So the developers have said that the PS5 version's target is 60 frames, but there's moments in the game where you're going to have a frame dip. Whereas mm-hmm. the PS4 version, uh, it's just Let's straight. It's locked. At, locked at 60. I see. I see. Okay. Uh, let's see. I didn't put news together, as you can tell, this week, because I was busy actually having to work. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is coming to Xbox. After all. Yes. Right right now, it's only on PC, coming to PS5 very soon. So what was the issue? We know what the issue was. It's the Xbox Series S. Can't handle the split screen. So up up until now, Microsoft demanded parity on release for games between the Series X and the less powerful Series S. But with Baldur's Gate 3, the Series S couldn't handle... Uh, like same screen, split screen. 
You, you so, didn't read my headline that I typed up. Baldur's Gate 3 coming to Xbox this year after Phil Spencer successfully rolled a D100 for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> so the concession, yeah, they're just going to be like, well, if you have the Series S version, you can't. There, you just There's no split screen. Sorry. So this kind of almost sets a precedent now because this is the first game to break Microsoft's rule of parity between the two machines. But it's also been three years since these came out, and yeah. the Series S was underpowered. More like three it's years about ago. time. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like Microsoft's really shooting themselves in the foot with this rule that they probably should just go ahead and drop. I mean, it's easy to speak for me and my privilege because I have a Series X and every fucking machine I want. But are the people who buy a Series S, do you think they'll miss? Split screen, same screen on this game? Do you I think, think they care? The, Do you the think amount of people on the Series S that care about this is such a small number? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that goes, then that begs the question of future games that break that parity. I mean, eventually it might be a big deal depending on what you can't put difference the rabbit is. back in the hat. Exactly. Just, it doesn't work. But, so I, that... but you'd be foolish for Xbox to miss this release because of some arbitrary decision like that, right? So you have to break your rule for like well one of the, the best highest reviewed games of the year you know at, at xbox 360 arcade games had a download limit right right like you couldn't make your game more than like 50 megs mm-hmm. and obviously they changed that so they're gonna have to keep changing uh as they go along if they want you know if they want the games to be on their consoles it, it'd be insane to say we're not putting boulders gate out on xbox series x because we can't handle split screen on the ass that's just mm-hmm. crazy so Xbox fans rejoice unless you have a Series S. Then maybe it's time to upgrade. It's been a few years. Um, oh, yeah. They, they released a new trailer for Persona 3 Reload, which is the remake of Persona 3 that's coming like, out next year. They did. I need to watch suckers that. Suckers for buying all you idiots that bought the ported <laughs> version. Like me. Uh, they kind of showed off some combat gameplay as well as the new battle theme, which is different which makes me sad the persona 3 battle theme mass destruction is one of my favorite rpg battle themes of all time but the what they did with it is still like it's still good it sounds like a weird like update kind of of like the original song like spruced up with persona 5 style and is it composed by the same yeah it's like Mm -hmm. lotus juice also like um it, sa- it sounds like it, but I'm not sure. But I know it's Shoji Magiro during the, the the composition for it oh, again. Oh, nice, good, good. Um, check out the trailer. I've shared it in our group chat, and you can you know go look for it if you're yeah. listening to this. And yeah, it has me super hyped for the game, even more so. It's it's another one of those things. Again, every time a game is remade, and I'm watching this trailer, it's like this is just what the game looked like 20 years ago, right? 15 <laughs> years ago. And it's like, no, it's not. But that's like when in my head, what it, it felt like it looked like. Mm-hmm. And then now it comes out now and I'm like, oh no, this just looks like Persona 5, but yeah, all my favorite Persona 3 characters. So is this like a, like, because didn't they already like, re, they I guess did, not remade. They did Persona like, 3 portable. Yeah. Wasn't that like a, I guess like an international version or something? In a way, it was like royal remade. Version? Like, you know, more, it was much more simple. It was it, it it both right. right because you didn't get to run around the overworld like you do in the other games. It was menu based. It was menu based, but they upgraded the, the combat system so where you could control your entire party as opposed to having the CPU control your other party members and you just control yourself. Which to me is the biggest improvement because I probably would have fallen off that game if I'd played original Persona Three first because that seems infuriating 
especially if you've played other games past then that you know you control your entire party right so mm-hmm. persona 3 portable is my introduction to this whole franchise where you got to control everyone which is good and this uh re-remake you know obviously carries over they also got rid of like the fatigue mechanic that was in the original game where mm-hmm. when you can explore the dungeons too long your characters got tired and you had to leave and then you couldn't go back to the dungeon for multiple days just like always, in real life. I'm always yeah. having to leave the dungeon because I'm too tired. I liked it back then because it, it seemed more... Like it was guiding you? Well, it, like, you know, if we're, like we're role-playing, it makes sense. If you do this long enough, you're going to get tired. But yes, it felt like... So, Gameplay-wise, it's just like an artificial gate. It's like back then it was like, oh, this game feels like in tune with real life. This is so cool. Exactly. How they do this? And then 20 years later, it's like, why the fuck is this still in a video <laughs> game? Well, in, the, in Persona 3, like, I guess technically there's nothing really stopping. You can just keep climbing the tower as much as you want. They had to do something to stop it. Whereas in Persona 4 and 5, the dungeons are more, they're set apart. They're like character based, right? Yeah, so, like, the there's story a, like specifically yeah. says like you can't continue, you mm-hmm. have to leave. Whereas in Persona 3, it's just Tartarus, which if you've played 5, Mementos is based off of where you just keep going down the levels. Mm-hmm. Tartarus, you just keep climbing up the tower and that's the whole dungeon experience in 3. So yeah, it felt like one of those artificial gate things, which I never had a problem with, but I see now why you would get rid of that and update those mechanics some in 2023. Or in this case, with the release date they announced, February 2nd, 2024... Uh, so super hype for this Persona Still, 3 Reload n- no like definitive version of Persona 3 with every yeah, because even with yeah. this even with this version there's still no until they release Persona 3 Reload Royal yeah. it'll, it'll include the fests and yeah. the, the other content I'm like almost exclusive for this. PlayStation Portal <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right. if you're not familiar like this this remake does not include the female protagonist yes from Portable the, and then the, any of the fest yeah. stuff from the PS2 yeah so I mean it, what, what are the like what are the odds that we will get a year from now or a year from then you know I, I joke about it being another version. It might be, but I could see them releasing DLC for fast content or something. Like that's how it originally was, right? Because that came out afterwards. Well, it was a disc. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, not DLC. Yeah, again. yeah, but back then you didn't have that on PS2. No, not on PlayStation. Downloading expansions or whatever. DLC. Well, Final Fantasy XI. Well, <laughs> that was on PS2. Yeah, yeah, it had a hard drive. <laughs> you had to plug it into the back. Of the oh, PS2. eleven. Yeah, eleven. Right, right, right. I guess I am thankful that this game is coming out, but despite them taking away the exhaustion mechanic, <laughs> I am exhausted <laughs> like by Atlas at this point. Like I was talking to a friend of mine a few nights ago who's finally playing through Royal, and it seems like everyone that I talked to that played Royal and also Vanilla, like it's the general consensus of like this why wasn't this first like why wasn't mm-hmm. this just the game that they put out because it's so obvious that they wrote this story first <laughs> and then they were like okay how can we make this worse no. <laughs> so that this can look better how can mm-hmm. we make a silver medal based on this gold medal i just i don't know and here i am stuck with vanilla Never no, bought Royal. don't even play it. Don't pick that up. Just just buy Royal. At this point, it's, it's cheap, huh? Like, what is it, it? How or, much is it now? Or much more expensive because they've announced a brand new special edition version, physical release of Persona 4 Royal. This is like Persona the fifth Persona, Persona 5, 5 Royal. Royal that, like, it's a new special edition that's coming oh out. Oh, my God. Yes, it's called One More Edition. Oh, my Persona God, no. So in this one, they cut... <laughs> It's Hold literally on called now. One More Edition because they it's know you're going to buy it one more time, one more motherfucker. <laughs> but is, is the game included? I'm so <laughs> tired, Atlas. I'm tired. This, is the one more, this happened to me with Persona 4. And then whenever oh, Persona man. 5 came out, I was like, 
there's no way I could get sick of this. It's so cool. Well, so I'm sick of it. One more edition comes out September 15th, and it comes with uh, the briefcase. That they already did that. That looks though. like all the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I'm, I didn't. Yeah, and the treasure with, chest. Yeah. yeah. I thought. Th- are they just re-releasing this? I don't know. They found some in the corner of a warehouse. Like, shit, we need to get some. Exactly. Get briefcase. <laughs> Um, I wonder now, I mean, it's been over six years since Persona 5 came out. So, mm. I mean, like, six has to be... No. Okay. They're, they <laughs> haven't even made the fighting game yet, Adam. That's true. Nor the second edition of the fighting game. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, Diablo 4 Season 2 is Season of, the Bl- season of Blood. Do you like Blood? Because I haven't played Diablo in like a month. Blood. Blood? Back for blood. I don't know. Uh, more Mortal Kombat 1 news. Sindel and General Shao will be playable characters uh, added to the roster. Uh, General Shao is like Shao Kahn before he becomes Khan. That's what I order at the Chinese food place right. every time I go. Uh, also, or is it before? Because this is a new universe. I don't know, right? Uh, Motaro and Shujinko. Who's are, Shujinko? Uh, are back to be cameo characters. They're from... Like four or five? Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite. It's uh, from Deception. It's yeah. the rogue protagonist. Ooh. He looks like old uh, Shang Tsung. In fact, he, as a boy, he dreamed of fighting Shang Tsung. There you go. According to the Mortal Kombat fan page. <laughs> if you're a fan of Marvel Snap like I am, the PC version is finally in 1.0. Out of early access... Uh, and now you can play Marvel Snap on your computer in a more optimized fashion. And I've been doing that too. You know, while we've been playing. <laughs> Computer's not just for tax returns. <laughs> Did you see that animation that they put out? It's so good. It's really cool. It's the, it made the intro me for the PC version. Yeah, yeah. So before you could play Marvel Snap on PC, but it was basically just like the phone version yep. on mm-hmm. your computer. So now it's like in widescreen and they redid the overlay and it's easier to like navigate through your cards and build your decks but there are some instances where this clearly seems like a menu pop-up still from the mobile version but big improvements if you play the game you've been logging in this week there are tons of rewards they're giving you with uh cards and credits and gold and everything you can watch certain twitch streamers during gamescom to get drops of like card variants and stuff so uh marvel snaps cool if you like card games you should check that out uh, Excite Bike 64, Steven? Yeah, everyone's favorite uh, Excite Bike N64 game is coming to Nintendo <laughs> Switch Online, uh, the bonus version. If you pay more, oh, right. if you have the, the higher tier version, then you can play. I, I remember enjoying this game. Mm-hmm. You, there's like a, a dune buggy level where you, when you're in a you're in a motorcycle, but mm-hmm. there's like you can ride your motorcycle on the sandy dunes, and <laughs> it's a very interesting. You, you know, in the late '90s, no one would have thought like Nintendo was going to make another Excite Bike game. Sure, they did. And then uh, I let's remember see. being pretty fun. Yeah, but that was the last time I played it was probably close to when it came out. Yeah, you could play it again soon. <laughs> oh, Renee, speaking of cards and Nintendo Switch Online. Play any TCG, Pokemon TCG this week, or is it all Baldur's Gate? It's all Baldur's all Gate. All Baldur's Gate. Well, then Gate. also, I mean, Genshin has the new expand, like, uh, you know, 4.0 just mm-hmm. launched, so I've been trying to, like, do a little bit of 4.0 stuff, but now that Baldur's Gate is out, I'm like... <laughs> Throw everything in the garbage. Um, some TV news. Uh, sorry, it's loading slowly. Uh, Craig Mazin, Mazin, the showrunner for The Last of Us on HBO... 
has come out and said he'd be open to making spinoffs in that series if they make sense. Yeah. Which, you know, hey, yeah, I, I want more dollars. Instant? No, I know, right? Oh, damn. <laughs> Got him. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Show creator, showrunner wants more work. Said he'd make more things. Also, it makes sense because, like, once you make the last season two slash three and make The Last of Us two, you're kind of out of source material at this point. Well, they're making another game. Oh, they are? The, yes. Oh. There's, there's there's more Last of Us. <laughs> if, in case you didn't know. Do you, do you like money? There then... are more Last of Us video games in, in production. There's, I mean, there's factions. Yeah, the factions still, and then still supposed to be coming Another out. game. That's fair. Uh, after that. Would you want to see a show with like set in this world with other characters? I, th- I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Only if it makes sense. <laughs> That's the only way. If it's like Looney Tunes rolling through town, that doesn't make sense. It sure does. I'll probably still watch it. <laughs> but if it's like Desperate Housewives of The Last of Us, I'd probably still watch it. I, so that'd be interesting because like the show did so well with the one-off episodes with that mm-hmm. that... Making full-blown series out of, like, some of these characters would be, I don't know, like... It, if it's, like, if Druckmann and them were involved, I guess it would feel more legit than it just being, like, fanfic. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. you know? Also, like, creatively, um, if you consider that the Last of Us games have been consistently in development since, I would say, probably 2010. Mm-hmm. Creatively, how like do you really want to spend twenty years of your Making life? Last of Us. Well, that's why you sprinkle in some Uncharted and whatever else they have to be doing. Well, Uncharted's a movie series already. That's the hit blockbuster film <laughs> summer spectacular. That's fair. I wonder. <sighs> Which honestly, that kind of makes sense, right? Uncharted being the blockbuster movie series and Last of Us being the slow mini series. <laughs> right. I wonder, like. Did the success of Last of Us 2 spurn a Last of Us 3? Was it the success of the show? Or they just like keep going because... I think the at, when The Last of Us 2 came out, the official word was like, that's this is the story. Right. right? I, don't, I think as if you're a creative, if you're writing, if you're a writer, I think sometimes it might take time to find a story that to you tell want a third to tell. One. Well, for the longest time after the first one, they said they weren't going to make a second, a sequel. But then, and let it tell, you yeah. know, think of a story that you want yeah. to tell and it makes sense. And mm-hmm. I think Last of Us 2 in every way is a better game than the first game. Mm-hmm. In every way. So if they can figure out a way to tell more of that world, why yeah. not? No, know? sure. Um, there's more news out there, but that's all the ones we're going to cover today. So. feel like we're few of the eggs in that basket <laughs> oh about the last of us yeah. two? i stand by my convictions yeah no I'm, I'm right there with you i you think know, the last yeah. of us two is somehow Incredible. even more powerful yeah you know i didn't really wasn't really into the last of us one until i played it a second time i love so from maybe the first, from <laughs> yeah. the weekend we started playing that game you know it was so a couple of months before the ps4 came out and just yeah it was like the really the first naughty dog game that i really even like mm-hmm. liked um, I uh, have something else, like it, not really like news, news, but you know, we talked about the potential new Nintendo Switch coming out next year mm-hmm. a, a couple episodes back, and uh, I saw some more. And the only reason I bring this up is it's kind of interesting because we have, I think, talked about it on the podcast years ago. Uh, but apparently, the rumor flying around is it actually has a name, and it is known as the Nintendo. Focus. 
Okay. Which is funny because right before the Switch was announced on the good old trusty like two, four, six chan, whatever it is, <laughs> the rumor was that the Switch name was Nintendo Focus. Mm. So I wonder how much of this is just like Oh, we found this, let's just recirculating like, bullshit <laughs> or I mean, I'm pretty sure on that podcast because I still feel the same way. I think it's kind of a badass name. You know, I'm I'm looking at all these YouTube thumbnails of people with their mouths open, <laughs> and it's like it says focus everywhere. So I I think it's it's got to be, be real, right? Yeah. Man, I've, I I don't like that name just because it's not it's the, just it's just it's Nintendo. Think about as it. like as I went through school. <laughs> All of my teachers during all parent-teacher conferences are like, Renee can't focus. Year after year, Renee can't focus. She can't do it. So Nintendo's like, Renee, you can't. Or or (laughs) Nintendo's like, Renee, you can't. I I don't believe in myself at this point, Neil. I've been beat down. I need therapy. Sega does what Renee don't. (laughs) All those teachers are wrong because I've seen Renee play Baldur's Gate 3. (laughs) For hours and hours, and the focus is there. It's <laughs> so babe. much so, <laughs> I believe she it. would get rid of everything she focused on to start anew. Yeah, I did to focus even more on the hairstyle. Yeah, <laughs> if, if it is, if it's a, fo- if it's the focus, I hope it's like one of those old timey three D, <laughs> like from the from the nineteen tens, you know, the stereoscopic three D glasses. And- but also, like, just thinking about that name, like. Like, what does that lend to it, right? So, like, every Nintendo console has been kind of named, like, with the intent of, like, I mean, I guess what it is. Like, the Wii was supposed to be all multiplayer. Wii U was, like, multiplayer, but you. Like, focused on you. <laughs> hey, if you say I, so, I, Neil, they said I, don't, it. I don't know. I thought it was they just said an upgrade. Mm-hmm. They up- said it. I got the upgrade. No, he literally, he literally said it on stage <laughs> yeah, it's, I know. that it was all about you. We were there. So, it was we were, we're Wii U. Uh, but then, like Switch, like it switches from the GameCube is in fact a cube. <sighs> yes, the Game Boy Advance was like the Game Boy, but it was more but advanced. advanced. Oh the God. 3DS was a DS, but in 3D. In 3D. Man, Nintendo like just like you know. So like, what would that mean for the focus? Does it mean like, hey, we're not switching up anymore? We're just a console now. No more handheld. We're focusing down. <laughs> Maybe I'm just so triggered by that word. <laughs> I'm I don't just, think it's a good word. I don't think you can. I don't. I just don't think focus is a good word. Yeah, because it's not Super Switch, which is what it should be called. Just call it the Nintendo. Like it's the. It's, <laughs> That's what we said for Nintendo. Wii U fifteen what, years yeah. ago. Wii like, U had that. The Nintendo Ruma had it. So, yeah, I. I'm also mad at that because the rumors are going to be back to an LCD screen again. Come on, guys! Once you go OLED, you cannot go back. And they did yeah. confirm a new cartridge format. Oh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the it won't be the same shape. It's just going to have a little notch on one side. Notches, yeah. I Renee, wonder how they taste. Mm, mm, taste these cartridges. <laughs> Bitter. Mm. Did you end up trying it? Yeah, we all did. Everyone we, was oh, licking the cartridges. Did? Okay, okay. We're all licking them. Because you were like, you're crazy whenever I did it. But then you did, I guess. <laughs> I go and sometimes at night I go into the pantry mm-hmm. when you're playing Boulder's Gate and I will like a switch cartridge. <laughs> you keep them in the pantry? <laughs> no, but my pantry's a room. Oh. So when I'm in there, you don't know I'm in there. In it's, the dark? I close the door. No, there's a light switch. I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> Let's talk about cartridges. new video game releases this week. 
<laughs> Yay. We love the new game. A really fucking awesome one I've been waiting on. Goodbye Volcano High that's comes out Goodbye, on... Volcano. Wait, so that's today, the 29th, the day oh. you're listening to this podcast on PS4, PS5, and PC. That's from... That's from the people who made uh, that other game that's just like this. Yeah. Haunted the, High School. Haunted High School. Right? Goodbye, yeah. regular mountain. Haunted High School and their funny friends. <laughs> Uh, Samba de Amigo, Party Central. I'm gonna go cool. ahead and I, I'm I don't like to be negative. Don't <laughs> buy that game. Samba that de game Amigo won't be good because you don't have shakers. There's no maracas. Yeah, you and you can hold your Switch Joy Cons and tell yourself that you're holding maracas. <laughs> not the same. But you need to wake up, man, because <laughs> you're not holding maracas, and it's just not gonna it's not gonna be good. No. I promise you. Just go buy Dreamcast, get the maracas. Why don't they make like attachments and stuff anymore? We've been like, saying that since the Switch launched. Anymore. Like, why can't they put GameCube? Joy Cons on the side. Fuck! They made a whole VR system out of cardboard. Yeah, what the hell? (laughs) Well, didn't come on, Nintendo. Didn't they also release uh, Taiko no Tatsujin on Switch, where you don't need the drum to play? Okay, there is a drum for the Switch. Yeah, but you don't need it. But why would you buy a rhythm game? Why would you buy this without the maracas? But they didn't. Nobody made maracas for this. (laughs) They did make a drum for Taiko, so you can. In Japan? No, you can buy it here. Okay. Power A is going to come in. They should bring them back. Where's Pelican? What are they up to? Yeah, Pelican. Mad Cats. Not making rock band guitars anymore. Ooh, did you see the new Power A controller? That's a diorama. (laughs) It has a Sonic figure in the left side of the controller, and then there's like a scene. It looks kind of cool, actually. They're all dioramas if you look from a certain angle. That's true, but this is a specifically character based diorama. Uh, sea of Stars also yes. coming out today, August 29th, and that's going to be on PlayStation Four and PlayStation Wait, that's Five. That's today. I thought it was the thirty first. Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC, August 29th. So uh, put your wallet away, friend, because <laughs> I'll tell you this: Sea of Stars is going to be available on the higher tier of PlayStation Plus and Game Pass. Oh snap! So if you have either of those services. Then you should take your credit card out and pay fourteen dollars for Sea of Stars. I think now it's that's thirty five dollars. That's the that's a this game is a prequel to the Messenger. It is. Wait, this game is a prequel. That's the like to the Ninja Messenger. Gaiden. You yes. love that right? game. I do love that. Yes, because this is like it looks like a sixteen like bit like RPG. It's an RPG. It is. It's mm-hmm. a Chrono Trigger like spiritual successor. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, what's the composer's name? It's Sadu. Bill. <laughs> um, he is a guest composer on it. Oh, okay. Under the Waves, also on August 29th, on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Lots of ocean, mm-hmm. watery turns oh, wait, going you, on so, here. Oh, going back one second, Mit, Mit, Mitsuda, Mitsuda. Uh, was the... He, he did all the music for Chrono Trigger. Right? Oh, now he's like, back. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's really cool. We talked about Chrono Trigger a lot. Was it last week? Or was it was two weeks it? ago? Two weeks ago. Oh, you were here for that. Two okay. Weeks ago, okay. Yeah. Uh, on August 31st, which is Thursday, you can play Somerville mm. on PS4 and PS5. That just sounds lovely. I do want to play that finally. And th- Wait, really? Okay, the yeah. SEO for this game doesn't work because it just brings me to Somerville. Oh, it's S O M. I typed. Oh, uh, that's what I typed. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it, this is the game from the Jump co founder of. Uh, what's her name? Play Dead. Oh, okay. After they yeah. split. Ooh, okay, I'm interested. This in is this, they, it looks this actually, like one of those. This came it out. Is, this came out yeah. on Xbox so, last year. So mm. the thing about this game was like, for their third game, one of the founders wanted to go in like a 3D direction, and one was like, "No, we haven't perfected 2D yet." 
so they split. Mm. So the one that wanted to go 3D made Jump Jump they, Ship, oh. right? Is that their name? The company name? Yes. And, That's who made uh, Jump Ship. Yeah. yeah, so this is his this is 3D game. limbo inside. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to check it out, but I, I those games being 2D is kind of the hook for me, but mm-hmm. especially inside. Yeah, I just want to, like, since it's from that mind, you know, so it's... I want to play it, but it's been on Xbox. It came out on Xbox last November, so hey, where where have I been? This it, is crazy. Is it on, inside it's on is a, that's a whole other discussion. Don't I don't think they could ever top that game. Uh, Trine Five: A Clockwork Conspiracy on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC on August thirty first. So those games historically they're um, they're like co op two D platformers with puzzle elements. I believe. Have you ever played it? Has anyone ever played a Trine game? Nope. Mm-hmm. But I've heard of them. Are they are they are they co op? Yeah, co op puzzler. So if you want to play a fun cooperative two D puzzle game, um, it's like Trine. Lost Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, those games are single player, <laughs> but yes. But you control multiple Vikings. You, do. you have to swap between the three Vikings. And then, depending on how much money you gave these companies, you can play Starfield early, either on August 31st or September 1st, depending on how time zones work. Uh, and then you can play Baldur's Gate 3 on PS5 early on September 2nd slash 3rd, again, depending on how time zones work, by giving uh, them $80 instead of $70. So that's it for your new releases this week. And that's going to do it for this week's show. Yay! Sure there like, show. There should be some like uh, some sound clips or something playing. Where's your Fanfare. where's your I don't, where's, where's your my, board? I need a soundboard. You need your soundboard. You do. Lots of fart You don't want to give me yeah, you don't want to give me the power. <laughs> it will be the end of this. Um you can find gameware Two stores worldwide, That's conveniently right. located here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Last the last weekend, we had three stores. We did temporarily because we, we, we Anime Town, Anime Town, Louisiana. <laughs> Wahoo! Hey kids, <laughs> anime. anime. You can find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com/slash/gamewarebr, or you can join the Gameware group, which I think we have to let you in now because of spammers. Yeah, but we got all the spammers. <laughs> we accept everyone as long as you're not a spammer. And then you can follow me on threads. I am at Adam Arinder. Neil doesn't have nope. it. Uh, I'm a threads boy, and my username is Robo Steven. Because uh, I had to use my Instagram username. You couldn't. Yeah, it has to be the same. So Robo Steven, that's me. Or I'm uh, at Steve Gameware on X. Get X'd, punk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on Instagram or that other site um, <laughs> at Vanilla La. That's like vanilla, but with a nay, which is in A E, and then an extra la at the end. And that's it. What? We're we're What am I supposed to do now? And now you can go home eat. and play more. I need to eat dinner. Six. It's, it's nine o'clock. I and also eat, eat dinner. Baldur's Gate There's, three. We talked about that. Yeah. Like why can't? So the the food is not food is something you need to live. Right? Yep. But why can't other things you love be food? <laughs> yes. Right. You just get all your sustenance from playing. Yeah. I just want to like play Rock Band and have that be my food. Oh man, eat for life. Sometimes I have. A difficult time deciding what I want to play, just yeah. as difficult of time as I decide on what I want to eat. See? Yeah. It's, it's all tied in together. That's right. There should be a button that you can press on video games wise that'll just pick <laughs> a random game you have installed. 
Ooh, you know, and just like mm. Apple Core Six fires. Why would you have that installed? <laughs> like you, you Ruben, made that decision. Ruben sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, la- the living here where we live, the later you wait to eat, it's like, well, I guess Taco Bell again. I use everything closest. So, yep. uh, holiday weekend next week. So everyone, stay safe, have fun, enjoy Labor Day. If you don't have to work, good for you. And hope you have a great long weekend and playing. Starfield early or playing Baldur's Gate 3 on PlayStation early or just right now if you have it on PC. Do it. Play, play Trine 5 and all, all those other us. games we just talked about. Yep. So, uh, Neil, Stephen, Renee, as always, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. Be good to each other out there and we'll see you next week. 